Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. ASG has become one of those acronyms that's become part of the investing landscape. It stands for environmental, social and governance. But what does it really mean? In this Shares for Beginners quick tip, Kylaine Purcell explains how you can incorporate your values in your investing. ESG means environmental, social, and governments. And what what that is is a shorthand for a whole sort of raft of information that isn't financially oriented. It's not about price-to-earnings ratio. It's not about accounting-oriented information. It's about collecting information related to a company's environmental record, related to its labor practices, related to the decisions that it makes uh, within its own community. So, you know, it's looking at a lot of executive decisions that are made and what the impact is not only on, you know, the wider sort of world that the company operates in, but also on the long term on the company itself. Okay. So just to be clear, it's environmental, social, and governance. Exactly. So environmental is meant to be about impact on the planet. So we're talking here about environment concerns, climate concerns. There's a lot of concern about overly extracting raw materials in an unsustainable way. So that kind of covers off sustainability, climate, and a lot of environmental issues. Social is mostly about the impact on people. So you're talking about diversity, wealth inequality, labor practices. And then governance is you know, it's a way of describing a style of leadership that considers impact on the planet and people basically on a par with the financial bottom line. So there's legitimate governance attention being paid to these wider impacts. And I think it's important for people when they start looking at this, that they understand what's important to them as investors, because this actually covers a wide range of areas, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Um, and one of the biggest challenges with this style of investing is there's hundreds of approaches that you can take. You know, some people really care about climate. Some people really care about, say, achieving gender equity or reducing wealth inequality. Some people, they have uh, strong faith-based views and they really want to be able to execute their religion or their faith in the way that they invest as well. And the important thing in my mind to think about is that it's not so important what the values are. What is important is to have the opportunity to invest in a way that incorporates those values. I always like to say everybody likes to incorporate their values in almost every other decision that you make. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you go places that serve the kind of food you like to eat. When you make friends with people, you make friends with people that you have respect for. You know, when you buy something from a store, you don't want to go to the store that you know, screwed over your neighbor, so to speak. I mean, you always have your values when you make important decisions, especially with your money. 
But for some reason, people have come to this conclusion that you shouldn't use your values when you're investing, that you should just focus on bottom lines. And people have made money that way. But the data shows that if you make money that way for too long, you ultimately alienate your your customers, your labor force, your community in a lot of ways. And that leads to companies that kind of fall apart. Mm. Funnily enough, I was talking to a fund manager yesterday and his Twitter handle something about barbell carbon. And I sort of asked him, what do you mean by that? And it's where he, he still wants to invest in fossil fuel companies, but then he also invests in companies that cleans up the mess that these and other companies can make. I mean, this is how detailed you can get in the, the ESG space. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, we're kind of at the beginning of what I expect would be a really long stretch where this style, not just of investing, but this style of managing a business uh, begins to kind of take hold. And what's interesting about that to me is that there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I mean, even if you just look in the investment sphere, you can invest in ESG products that really are not very different from your traditional mutual fund or ETF. They pretty much invest in more or less the same universe of stocks. They just incorporate a little bit of data about, you know, a company's governance structures and maybe it's labor situation. They just add a few bits of data in there into their screens and call it a day, right? And that's that's not super exciting, but it's a step. It's a meaningful step forward or a meaningful change in the way that investments have operated. So that's not bad. But if that's not quite what you're looking for, you can go all the way to focusing on ETFs that only care about redressing the water shortages that exist in a lot of third world countries because there's a lot of infrastructure that isn't in place in a lot of poorer nations. And so there are companies that are looking to redress that problem and you can invest in that if you want to do that. So there's a lot of different approaches. And I think for businesses too, there's a lot of different ideas that are out there about should we be just not making things worse? Should we be actively trying to make things better? How do we balance that against our financial pressures? It's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, instead of viewing it as overwhelming, I choose to look at it as being kind of exciting because it creates a lot of different kinds of opportunities. It just creates the need for companies and investments to be clear about what it is they're doing, how and why, and for people to be looking for that information. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.